Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mature Audiences Mayhem. My name is Glenn King. It's my great honor to bring you this podcast where we talk about the things that other podcasts either cannot or will not talk about. That is, things that are intended for mature audiences only. And uh, this week's topic is definitely a topic for mature audiences only. It is the AVN Expo, uh, the adult film expo that happens every year here in Las Vegas. It's in late January. It gives fans a chance to meet their favorite adult film star. And uh, let's see, it's four days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then Saturday night after the show, every year they have the AVN Awards Show. This year was a very, very special year for me personally because they announced right before the show that uh, uh, I was being inducted into the AVN Hall of Fame this year. So a little round of applause for myself. <laughs> uh, it's a great honor for me. It's something that I have always wanted. I have won quite a few awards in my time. I've been in the industry for nearly 20 years. This is a little different because I think I'm the first pure female domination fetish director to ever be inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's a little tough, especially when I got in the industry, to get recognition from the mainstream part of the industry when you make specialty videos. But somehow I got noticed. Um, it probably has a lot to do with Evil Angel making me a director for them back in 2008 or so. But uh, that led to me being exposed to a much greater audience, and it led to many other great things, like this podcast here. So this was a good week for me. When the, the year that you get into the Hall of Fame, they really go out of their way to make you feel wanted and welcome. Uh, they made sure that I had my passes and that they I was taken care of on the red carpet, and I had a special table at the show. So it, it was quite an event. Let's see, what else did we do that week? I moderated a seminar for performers. Uh, I had on my panel Miss Kim, Violet Dahl, Jada Kai, and Matress Madeline, and they all talked about how uh, performers can make money in this business. And, and really, our industry has changed dramatically over the last 20 years, but over the last two years, things have really accelerated, and most performers can now make more money off of their own their own content, their OnlyFans page, their mini-vids page, their, their other videos that they make for themselves off of a Pornhub program. You know, they can make money making their own content, and so these wonderful panelists answered questions from the audience, which was mostly performers on how they can make better content and make more money off of their content. Uh, I walked the red carpet. I usually don't. I don't don't care that much. But since I was getting in the Hall of Fame and, you know, it's special. First off, I wanted to walk with my friend Farrell Hirsch. Uh, Farrell was the founder of Playboy Radio, and he also got into the Hall of Fame this year. He and I go way, way back. And, in fact, I wouldn't have this podcast if it wasn't for Farrell because Farrell gave me my start in radio many, many years ago. I was the first male host ever on Playboy Spice Radio. 
And uh, so I, I owe a great deal to Farrell. So it was, it was good to see Farrell. And then I walked the red carpet with Alexis Amore. You've heard her on the show. She is one of the most beautiful women on planet Earth, one of the greatest porn performers in the history of the business, uh, just an extraordinary person. And it was a real thrill to be able to hang out with her all week and, and walk the red carpet with her. I talked to a lot of TV stations and podcasts. There's, there's, I mean, I have no idea where to find all this stuff, but there are great pictures of me uh, on the red carpet. There are interviews that I did. It was funny because one of the interviews, they said to me, what are you going to do to celebrate getting in the Hall of Fame tonight? And I said, well, you know, I'm over 50 years old. I'm not going to do much. Uh, and they said, oh, so you're a straight edge person. Well, tell everybody not to do drugs. And I was like, uh, ooh, well, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, definitely that would be a lie, but I would tell people don't abuse drugs, okay? Like uh, be moderate and moderate, uh, moderate whatever you choose to do. So don't do too many drugs. That's my advice for all of you people out there. Uh, let's see. The show was fun. The award show was great. I'm not sure that I think the comedian that was on the award show is appropriate for what we do. I, I think what they need to do is to get a comedian who is kind of in the industry, have him do some shows in front of actual porn stars, and then that way he can see which jokes work in front of the crowd that he's going to be facing. Uh, the music was good. Deja Cat or Doja Cat was the, the band. I'll have to look that up, but she was she was great. Uh, you know what kind of was disappointing was that they gave me a special table for Hall of Fame people, and I was so excited to have a table at the show for the first time because I usually just sit down in the masses with everybody else with all the porn stars, and... In the end, I was like, oh, man, this table's far away from the stage. I actually would have much rather enjoyed sitting with uh, Alexis Amore and Victoria June but um, and Sarah Jesse, excuse me, who also walked the red carpet with us. But uh, So I ended up sitting far away, but I had a great time. I sat next to a uh, wonderful performer by the name of Ashley Allay and uh, enjoyed watching with her. And also my friend Jerry, who was in town, who's not in the industry. So let's get to the interviews here. The show was very crowded this year. Um, you know, when I go interview somebody, I kind of cut to the front of the line. Usually, the the adult star will say, "Oh, Glenn," and grab me, and and you know, I'll do ten minutes or eight minutes for the podcast. But the lines were long. There were a lot of people there, and I didn't want to take up too much of each performer's time. So, uh, because, because that just takes away from the fans and I, you know, I want the fans to be able to get their time with her. They wait patiently in line. So the interviews are a little shorter this year, but, but some really good ones. Uh, I believe we have something like 15 interviews. So I'm going to break this up into two podcasts. The first one here has the great Matress Madeline, uh, then an up and coming Asian porn star by the name of Avery Black. Then Mina Wolf, who is one of the, the great clip artists these days. She's doing some amazing things and and uh, was nominated for Best Special Effects, I believe, this year. Uh, Allison Ray, who we interview every year. smartest She's the smartest performer in all of uh, adult films. And she enlightened me this year about um, DL, Daddy Little Girl Play, I think, or something like that. It's a uh, – you'll, you'll listen – you'll hear it during the interview – 
And then we've got Allura Jensen, the great Allura Jensen, one of the top performers in the industry today. She pulled in a few of her friends, too. So listen to her interview all the way through. You're going to hear more than just Allura. And then uh, lastly, for those of you who are performers or content makers who listen to the show, a very interesting interview with the owner and founder of Elevated X. They've got software that builds a website for you, and so all you have to do is just upload pictures and clips, and uh, then you have new content for your members. So with that in mind, let's get right to it. Here is the great Matress Madeline. All right, everybody, Glenn King here with our first AVN interview. Um, it's with Woo, one of my absolute favorite people in the world. This is the great uh, Madeline Marlowe. I know her as Matress Madeline. Uh, you all know her as the number one dominatrix in the world <laughs> or, or close to it, um, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. You ask me, it's, you know, she's the number one dominatrix in the world. Uh, last time we talked to her on the show, I think we had one of our most interesting episodes. We got into the psychology of female domination. Like myself, Madeline thinks about what's in somebody's head and why is this a fetish and how do we get to it. Yes. So talk to me about where your head's at these days. What yeah. kind of freaky shit are you doing? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, hello and thank you for all of that kindness. I love you, Glenn. Um, well, this year I I'm gonna I'm about to tell everybody some of my secrets, I guess, huh? <laughs> I do it all the time. On the Nobody listens to the podcast anyway. Oh, perfect. Um, okay, yeah. well then I'll just let it roll. I kind of like I gave up Cuck Queen like a year before I started doing it, and then to be honest, other people started trying to do their own Cuck Queen scenes, and I was like, yeah. "Good, you just made mine look better." Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So nobody can do it the way you do it. Oh, bless <laughs> So what my uh, my branding is for this year, like a, the. The direction that I'm going this year is I'm really diving into female-led relationships. Yeah. A lot of the men who I talk to online or that I have private sessions with are desperate to live a different lifestyle where their wife, their girlfriend, it's a female-led relationship. They call the shots, they take care of the finances. And then it comes to how things are different in bed. Yeah. So we, I'm doing a lot of consultations. I'm doing a lot of videos that are based in a hyper-reality. And they're episodic. And it's more like a reality show soap opera, basically, sure. of my female-led personal relationship and then I'm documenting others as well and this is the kind of content that I'm trying to push off into this sphere this year so as opposed to just like single clips here and there it's an ongoing story intertwined with different couples that are interested in living that kind of lifestyle and how to do it in all aspects of their of their of their relationship one reason that your female relationship series might actually be better than my series, which yeah. is called Female-Led Relationships. Uh -huh. Oh, cool! <laughs> <laughs> I got two scenes out already with Allura yeah. Jensen. I can't remember who the other one was. Yeah. But you actually, in real life, have a female-led yes. relationship. Yes, yes. So I do, I, I do a lot of, we do a lot of 
we document a lot of our daily life and lifestyle, like what happens when Will is in chastity and cooking dinner for me and we, you know, turn into a scene or when we have like dinner parties and they get really kinky, where does our relationship fall into place, you know, during something like that. So, and it's also a very, a balance though, because, you know, there is, we do want to keep some of our life private, (laughs) you know what I mean? So there's a big balance there, but it is very, it's a lot easier because we do live that lifestyle and then I've just been like connecting with other people in our industry who want to either try this out or learn about it and that's who I've been shooting with and couples or they're you know with their submissive that is like a regular submissive of theirs um, it's really fun and kinky and the wave of the future, Glenn. You say fellow? Yeah. I'm no doubt. That's just probably why I'm not married at this point. I didn't have a wimp husband like in my videos from. Uh, so that's interesting, okay, because you are able to do build-ups to your yeah. videos like I yeah. can't really from, to please my audience. My stuff, I think I have, I really kind of put like a four-minute limit before there needs to be some naked ass-licking going on in my videos. Yeah, yeah. But I often have these ideas and I'm like yeah I really want then the the guy to be at the mall and have everybody like you know I want him to get in have the girlfriend get in the car and sit in the back seat and make him drive her uh, drive her around as if he's the chauffeur and yeah. then they get to the mall and he, she completely ignores him yeah. and just looks at him expectantly whenever the cash register rings Glenn that's and, so hot yeah yeah <laughs> but I can't do it because my videos don't have that kind of time for a build up yeah. so how much is how much will you put into a build-up to get a, a fantasy of yours on uh, across? Well, uh, how much time will I put into a build-up? You mean as far as like shooting, pre-production? I mean, no, tell I me, mean, tell me, on the fly kind of stuff. Or? Well, it's an interesting counter question that you make yeah. there because that is also something I do. Like sometimes I think to myself, well, we're going to shoot a pickup. So the other day we had a uh, mistress in the, in this. It was a regular dungeon scene, but as she went on, dominating more and more. She says, you know what, I'm going to whore you out. I think I'm going to make $5 off of you. So Jimmy, you know, Jimmy, my production manager, is so great, runs downstairs and all of a sudden he comes back up with a shirt that says male prostitute on it. So the girl puts the male prostitute shirt on it. So then I'm thinking, now we need to finish the scene by driving out to a street and having our boy walking up and down the street trying to stop cars to get him to, you know, think, hey, $5, $5. Then I thought, uh, is it to get a 10-second clip at the end it's gonna take me one hour to get everybody over there in place and is that is it worth it so two questions for you are those worth it and then (laughs) is it and then the second question if you're doing a a 45 how much how long are your scenes it depends like you know if i'm doing like a fly a super like quick four minute thing i can do it really quickly if i'm doing something that has more of a build-up like that that's 40 that is 45 minutes long i will have a full entire movie and i do take the entire day you know that's a full movie i mean i could take a week to shoot it if but you know yeah time is money so i will take and you know everyone gets their day rate and yeah there's a lot of pre-production that goes into it and then, you know, there's the, the production and then the post-production, you know. It, it's, so I, those are my favorites yeah. to shoot yeah. because I'm, I am a filmmaker. Yes. And so making movies is my favorite thing ever. But I have been recognizing how these, it's like a, these docu-series or these, like, these soap opera, reality soap opera is what I'm kind of calling it 
my fans are just obsessed with it because they want to know how can I live this lifestyle? How can I convince my wife to do this? How can I make my girlfriend do this? And if I can't, how can I get this? Because I desperately need it, you know? And sometimes they just want to know how to even bring it up to their wives or their girlfriends. I feel like I just went off on the whole thing now. <laughs> no, it's a whole thing. It's interesting. You know, part of my problem is I make DVDs and my, my DVD distributors are always coming back to me and saying, yeah. you got to get to the action quicker. Right. Um, right. And maybe, as we talked about earlier, when you got freed from kink, yeah, uh, yeah. from the, the yeah. captivity, yeah. you suddenly were now able to really take an idea oh, yeah. that you have and just run with it and fuck yeah. it, make it a two-hour scene. I, and I and I will, and it's, but I'll sell it sometimes in episodes, though. Yeah. You know, I take that two-hour scene; it will have that build-up. Yeah. That is one scene. People are like, wow, I want to see this. It's a cliffhanger. And then, then, then they get the clothes coming off, you know, and then whatever, the, the strap on. And then mine also includes check-ins and updates where we interview the submissives that are, you know, decided they were going to do a female-led relationship for this extended period of time or indefinitely. And we always do these, like, check-ins on, like, how it's feeling and are we changing the, the chastity belt into something else? What were some of the problems that happened? Like, all this reality about actually living that kind of lifestyle. And people are find it fascinating course, because yeah. so many men want to live this way and don't know how to obtain it. Right. You know? And again, you're getting in their heads. And, yeah. it, and it's not always, um, uh, you know, like they say, there's different types of comedy. There's, there's cerebral comedy yeah. and then there's physical comedy. Yeah. I guess a lot of what I do is physical, although I try to put in the cerebral stuff. But, yeah. um, you know, I wish. I, I, and, and I think a lot of people, they don't care. They don't want to, they, the ass licking is, the, is not as important as the idea that I'm talking about. Of the guy walking around the mall being treated like dirt. Totally. That is their jack-off material. Yeah. And I got to say, as a pornographer and, you know, working for Kink and shooting, like, hardcore porn, and, like, of course, even though it's fetish porn, it's like, you have to get to the nakedness, get yeah. to the nakedness. Yeah. I find, now that I'm outside of that box, I'm finding a very, this following of people that don't necessarily, it doesn't have to get right to the butthole licking. I mean, they like to see that, yeah. but... They want to know how all the things that lead up to that. Yeah. And it's awesome because I'm a storyteller yes. and I like to tell stories, you know? So, I love yeah. It. Yeah. All right. We've taken up enough of your valuable yes. time yes. today because you're wonderful to come by. One yes. of these days again, we're going to sit down and have a, a meeting between me and her to figure out how we can shoot something together. I would love that. Uh, another podcast where we actually had spend a full hour just Great. chatting back and forth like this would be wonderful. Uh, so there you go. Tell everybody where they can find your stuff and uh, and, and and order them to buy uh, your memberships. <laughs> they need to hear this from you. You can follow me on Twitter at Matress, M-M-A-I-T-R-E-S-S-E. And you can sign up for my OnlyFans site, which is OnlyFans.com forward slash Madeline underscore Marlowe. And from there, you can chat with me, talk to me, buy my videos, order customs, everything that I do starts from there. Right there. Are you yeah. on Sex Panther? Yes, I am. Okay, tell you, that, that's our sponsor of the show. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't logged into that in a while. Okay. Uh, <laughs> delete that out. Then, Sorry. Okay. Nope. There you go, everybody. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, everybody, Glenn King back for another great interview. This time it's with a truly up-and-coming superstar in the industry. I know you know who she is. Her name is Avery Black, uh, and she is tiny but uh, ferocious. <laughs> Thank that's you. That's the best way to put it. Um, this is, was this your first year in the industry? Um, as a performer, yeah. Okay. I've been around for like five or six, six years camming, so wow. I finally got swam deep into the deep end. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I've watched your evolution to some uh -huh. degree because I know when you first started you were only doing girl girl. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, and, and I solo, remember telling yeah. Shy at the time that you let me know when that Avery Black <laughs> crosses the line because mm -hmm. uh, we want it we want to get her. Um but what what helped you make the decision in the first place to go from camming to porn? Um it just seemed like a very easy transition with like you know creating my own content with other girls and then like I was like I might as well like try to do it professionally you know yeah. and then I was like okay let's throw a penis in there we're good <laughs> Right, and it's funny because you were already, I saw your VR scene. Oh my God, did you? It was great, wonderful, and but you did it with like a, a torso or something. Yeah. With like a, what should we call that? Like a, uh, uh, like a Ken doll. Like a Ken doll. Yeah, but not a Ken doll because Ken dolls are smooth down there. Okay, right. <laughs> so. This was an anatomically correct Ken doll. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And, and so is that really hard though to work with somebody who's not a real human being and still kind of show the passion that you did in the scene? A little bit, but I mean, it's also easier to ride that than a human. <laughs> a yeah. little bit, because like they don't have any limbs. <laughs> yeah. That's easy, but I mean, I, feel, I think it translated well. You know, that's funny, it brings up a question that I've always had because, uh -huh. so I perform in scenes, and yeah. when I work with a, a bigger girl, and I love the bigger girls, uh -huh. but I find it difficult um, just because I'm a small guy. Yeah. Is it, do you, do you find it just easier to work with smaller guys since you're a tiny little <laughs> thing? How tall are you? I'm 4'11". Okay, you're 4'11", yes, and you 11. weigh about 80? 94 pounds. Okay, 94 yeah. pounds. Wow, yeah. So still tiny. Um, I mean, I... I feel like my scene partners are always really good with helping and assisting me because I am small and I got a bad hip. <laughs> so like they're always good at lifting me like and I'm not like heavy. So like even like the smaller people can like bounce me up and down and yeah. like assist. Yeah. So that's nice. There you go. Easy to work with. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us. Let's promote your stuff here. You got an OnlyFans? Yeah. OnlyFans.com. Avery Flack. Okay. OnlyFans. And what's on there? Um. I have full scenes, I have like behind the scenes of like me on set or shooting content, um, just me daily. You like, update daily, did you say? Yeah. She updates daily, guys, so that means yeah. it's a very good size. <laughs> I'm always on there. Good. Okay. Yeah. That's uh -huh. great. And then what else are you doing? Sex Panther? Are you doing... I'm on uh, Sex Panther. Good. Um, Sex Panther's the sponsor of our show, so yeah. we want to make sure people know they can meet you on Sex Panther. Uh-huh. I love it. Send you those dick pics on Sex Send Panther. me all the dick pics, and I'll send videos back. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay, uh -huh. uh, and what's your Twitter? Uh, Avery Black. Avery Black, that's A-V-E-R-Y. B-L-V-C-K. What? B-L-V-C-K? Yeah, that's someone ever you took Avery Black on Twitter. I was so mad. I was like, now it's not consistent. People, that's what happens They'll find in the you industry. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, everybody, there you go, Avery Black. Thank you so much, Thank Avery. Thank you so much. <laughs> Okay, everybody, Glenn King back with Mina Wolf now. Now, I did pronounce that correctly, That's right, right? yeah, okay, that's Mina right. Mina Wolf, you know her. She's one of the queens of clips, basically. Uh, and it's funny because I met her maybe three, four years ago. How long ago was it? Will you got in the business? Uh, well, I've been about five years now. Okay, yeah, five yeah. years mm -hmm. ago, we were talking, and I was saying, hey, here's some things you should be doing. 
And then all of a sudden, she's way bigger. She's the person that should be giving the advice to people about clips. That's very generous. Uh, you've done an amazing job. Thank you. Uh, okay, first off, how did you get started doing uh, clips in the first place? Um, you know, it was sort of like a random thing. We, uh, My husband and I were at Burning Man, <laughs> and yep. we were in the Orgy Dome, and like a bunch of people were like, hey, you guys should do porn. And I was like, oh, that's... That's a weird thing to say. That's an interesting idea. We're from Canada, so it's not really like a normal career path by any means, but I kind of like the idea. And then so I came home and scoured the internet for like some Craigslist ads when you could still do that on Craigslist. And I, uh, I worked for like a giant test company and they're like, hey, you're good at this. You should do your own studio. And that's how we got introduced to Clips for Sale. And the rest is kind of history, I guess. Yeah. You might be the champion of using green screen and special <laughs> effects in your videos. I'm not sure about green screen, but I know you've done some amazing special effects. Uh, is that something that you would recommend that people do? Because there's a lot of work that goes into it that yeah. people don't realize. You know, it's really tricky. It's it's wonderful fun. And if it's something that you enjoy doing, it's such a, it's like, you can find all these tutorials online. It's really rewarding and really fun to do. But ultimately, you got to be really careful with your time when you're doing this um, so you know I wouldn't really recommend niching yourself into that kind of specialized thing um, it takes a lot of work to get good at that stuff and I'm not good at it by any means like you know I just figured out how to do a couple things so I do those couple things well now um, but don't you know you don't want to paint yourself into a corner relying on special effects to to get your clips done but we got nominated this year for special effects also so which is really fantastic yeah. uh, and, and you are quite good at it by oh the thank way. you it's, thanks it's so not, much uh, thank you you're quite amazing <laughs> at, so at special effects um, so much. all right well uh, one last question sure. then before i get you to promote your stuff uh what advice would you give because you were we tried to get you on our panel yesterday to talk about how performers can monetize their content. Do you have any quick tips for performers? Um, yes. Uh, I don't know if any of them are quick. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, basically, that's what it all comes down to. Um, you know, look around. Figure, figure out the different platforms and what works on those platforms and then sort of invest your time into um, fostering those qualities in yourself. If you look at other performers and you see, and you really watch their work and you say, what makes this person special? Like you can do a lot of good for your business just by looking at other people, looking what's around. Um, that's always really, I found that really helpful myself. Um, as far as making clips, just, you know, work your butt off, put your heart and soul into it, and uh, do your research. You know, you should know what makes every genre unique and what makes every customer sort of like a specific thing, and if you can kind of narrow those things down, then you can totally do well. Yeah. There you go. Promote your stuff. Where, uh, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at, at MinaTheWolf. Uh, my website now is www.minawolf.com. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's M-E-A-N-A, -A, everybody. Yeah. Mina the Wolf. All <laughs> yeah. right. Thank you very much, Mina. Thanks so much, Glenn. All right, guys, next up is an interview with the great Allison Ray. But before we get to that, I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, the great Sext Panther. Now, I think about 50 to 100,000 guys came through and met their favorite adult film star in person at the a uh, AVN show this year. But that means that there are millions and millions of you out there who did not have an opportunity to meet your favorite adult film star in person, and yet you want the opportunity to meet your adult film star. 
How can you do this, you say, Great Glenn King? Well, the answer is Sex Panther. If you go to sexpanther.com, S-E-X-T-P-A-N-T-H-E-R.com, you can get the phone number of your favorite adult film star. There are hundreds of film stars uh, maybe thousands on Sex Panther. You go in there, you get her phone number, and then you can start sexting or texting with her today. And not only that, uh, you can send uh, pictures to her. She can send pictures to you. She can send videos to you. And she can uh, talk on the phone with you. You can actually get on the phone with her. So all this is possible through Sex Panther. For some people, that means you're going to get on there and you're going to send her a dick picture and she's going to send you a dirty picture of herself and you can start exchanging sexuality and get to know each other that way. That's the way that I would do it if I was on Sex Panther. However, a lot of you want um, just to get to know them and, and you know, I get to know them. I get to know them personally and I love all of the time that I spend with these performers and you can have the same opportunity so in some cases, I know a lot of the performers just have guys that just want to ask them, well, what's going on in your life today? What? Oh, you're taking classes, or oh, you're watching Game of Thrones, or whatever. And then they really become friends with these performers. You can do all that with Sex Panther. So I would encourage you to give it a try by going to sexpanther.com. If also, if you're one of the many, many performers who listens to the show and you are not on Sex Panther yet, what are you waiting for? Don't you want to get to know your fans? Your fans want to get to know you. So if you're not providing them with a way of of texting you or speaking to you or exchanging pictures with you, then you're missing out. So go to sexpanther.com and sign up today and become a Sex Panther provider. So here you go. Sex Panther is great for the fans. Sex Panther is great for the performers. Go check out Sex Panther. Again, that's S-E-X-T, sextpanther.com today. All right, everybody, Glenn King back with another uh, podcast interview. It's one of my favorite people in the world. She's the smartest girl in the porn industry. We know this because we tested a good chunk of them, and, uh, and she came up uh, way higher on all of the IQ tests, <laughs> uh, which makes her kind of unique as a performer. How does that affect your performing, being smarter than most of the other people in the room? It means that... I have a very hard time on sets because I like to give opinions and a lot of these directors don't like girls who have opinions. That's they right. just want to do their thing and have a girl be like, okay, nod and smile and do the thing. But I have a lot of opinions and ideas that I should probably keep to myself sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, it's been problematic for many over the years. Uh, you know, this is my 20th year, I think, and I remember performers back, in, especially in the beginning, who would get on sets and be like, uh, I'm not falling for any of the stuff that the directors want me to do in terms of mm-hmm. doing extra guys in the scene or you yeah. know, uh, blowing the director. Would and- you believe, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, that the, the okay. extra guys in the scene thing, oh my God, I had a company try to book me, they had me for a boy girl, and then the day before the shoot, they're like, actually, it's a boy, 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 girl. <laughs> And they're only going to pay you 200 extra dollars. They're like, it's not a gangbang. You're going to do one at a time, and you're going to be in control. And I was like, fuck you guys. And I canceled the scene. Right? A gangbang makes <laughs> it easier than that, too. It's a great Right? Part. I was like, um, so you mean I have to do more work than I would do in a gangbang, and I have to expose myself to that much more DNA? No, thank you. Uh, and this is why, for you performers who listen to the show, or maybe you performers who are part of her OnlyFans, 
Um, uh, you need an agent in a lot of cases. Yes. The agent actually um, performs a very valuable function in those cases, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, what did your agent do in that case? Did you call your agent? Um, well, the agent was the one who told me that that was what the scene was going to be, and they were like, what do you want to do? And I was like, that's ridiculous. That would basically be my first gangbang, and if they're not going to pay me a first gangbang rate, I want to cancel it. And so they handled the back end of it, of being like, oh, hey, I don't know if they told them the truth or if they just made you know, an excuse for me, which is usually what I prefer for them to do, but... Um, who knows? I don't know. They handled it, and I've worked with that company since, um, just not doing that. Uh, there you go. So, Allison Ray, you are simulcasting this on your OnlyFans. I am. So that means you're very interactive, very involved with your OnlyFans. Yes. What, first off, where is your OnlyFans? What's the URL? My, okay, I have two. So if you enjoy my more adult stuff, uh, meaning, you know, hot adult woman, you know, uh, it is OnlyFans.com slash Allison Ray XXX. Allison has one L. It's R-E-Y. If you enjoy my DDLG little girl stuff, and I know many of you do because um, it's kind of my niche fetish area that I dabble in, my OnlyFans is OnlyFans.com slash DDLG Princess. What? Uh, just to find that room, I mean, I get what DDLG is. DDLG is Daddy Dom Little Girl. Got so it's a subset of BDSM. So yeah. some people identify as slave and master. Others are like master and kitten or puppy. Um, so me, I identify as a little girl. I love the innocence. I love the playfulness. I love Play-Doh and Build-A-Bear and Disneyland. So for me, um, just my submissive persona is uh, very young and sweet and innocent. Is there a lot of spanking in this? Um, for some people, yeah. not me personally. Well, okay, yes, actually. I, I am a brat on purpose, so my daddy will bend me over his knee and spank me sometimes. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> if you guys want to see a really great scene of Allison, we had her as a sub to Julie Cash. Uh, in, uh, I mean, it's a scene where she was yeah. the owner of the company who ended up becoming the slave to her really bitchy, bigger employee. And she has this wonderfully ginormous ass. Yeah. I was in awe. It was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> uh, it's one of our most talked about scenes. So there you go, everybody. Allison Ray, your Twitter one more time. My Twitter is Allison Ray XXX. All right, everybody go check out her Twitter, her OnlyFans, Sex Panther 2. Yes, I'm on Sex Panther. Um, it's sexpanther.com slash Allison Ray. I'm on ManyVids, AllisonRay.ManyVids.com. You can order custom videos and panties at my email, AllisonRayXXX at gmail.com. There you go, everybody. Allison Ray. All right, everybody. Glenn King here with uh, uh, Powerhouse, one of the superstars in the industry. Uh, probably the person that's going to have the longest line in this whole building. It's the great Allura Jensen. Hi, Glenn. Jensen been on the podcast before, mm -hmm. uh, so you're excited about the award show coming up here. Uh, so much, and also you have a friend with you here. This is Tiffany Fox. I do. Hello. She's so gorgeous, Glenn. I, I can't wait. I'm so excited to have met her finally. Like she's such a busy girl, and today's the first day we've actually seen each other in person. Uh, okay, so first question for for um, Alora then. Um, you do so many fetishes these days. Mm -hmm. Which are the ones that you think you enjoy most? Because you're doing like lift and carry. You're doing wrestling stuff. You're doing femdom stuff. You're doing uh, uh, transgendered a lot in the videos of that. What's your specialty? I mean, what's the thing you like best out of this? Uh, well, my comfort is discovering what each person needs and then figuring out how to advance that just a hair beyond their box you know, their, their area of comfort and helping them to discover new heights of, of excitement. 
Ah, that's a great answer. Yeah. Good. yeah. And that's how you're getting into more and more stuff that um, people haven't done and developed as much in the past here. Yeah, Tim, yeah. Uh, how long have you been in the industry? So I shot from 2011 to 2015. I took five years off. I traveled around the world. And then I just came back over the last two months. Welcome back to the industry. That's fantastic. I'm, ha I'm happy to be back. I feel like maybe you did uh, some European stuff, right? Did you go to Europe and shoot there? I went to Europe and I went to Asia. No kidding. Wait, I mean, you shot in Asia or you vacation in Asia? I shot two times in Japan. How was that like? What was that like? Japan is definitely one of my favorite places. The people are like super honorable. They're very respectful. And the food is absolutely to die for. Wow, and it's different though on sets in what ways? Um, you know what? They they make it about like all about you. They yeah. they hand you what you need. They won't let you carry your own bags. Okay. So I thought that was very interesting and polite. Alora, how come you haven't gone to Japan? They love tall blonde women in Japan. They do. They really do. But I'm afraid if I go over there, they won't let me come back. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I'm a little bit nervous. You know, TSA is no joke, and I like to carry a lot of three ounce liquid bottles in my bags, and I just don't think they would approve. That may be the case, actually. All right, everybody, promote your stuff. Uh, let's start with Tiffany. What's your uh, Twitter and your OnlyFans? Or... So my Twitter, Instagram, and every handle that I have, including my website, which is going to launch this year, is I am Tiffany Fox. And I'm also notoriously known for squirting. A go. lot. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. And Allura Jensen. Oh, Google my shit. Yo, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. It's actually at Allura Jensen on everything. Yeah, there um, you go. I would love to introduce you to Brooklyn Chase. And Brooklyn Chase has just walked up. Hello. Here. Brooklyn Chase, what is your Twitter? My Twitter is Brooklyn underscore Chase. And do you have an OnlyFans page? I do. You can find it at chasingbrooklyn.com. Okay. Uh, I think I saw a scene of you recently that was uh, like a big butt virtual reality scene. Is that about right? Yes. <laughs> Isn't that okay? Yes. So what's different about doing a VR scene than a regular scene? How's that, uh, how's that different for you? So VR is just such a different vibe because of the, the way the camera is set up and the way you have to be. It's a little bit less intimate and that's like my favorite part about shooting scenes is the intimacy in them. Um, and I always think it's weird when I do big butt stuff because I just really, I mean, I, I get the big boobs. Big butt, I don't know. So, a virtual reality is just like kind of a different animal, but it's all fun. There you Her go, Her tits are huge. I love them. Love it. Yes, I, I shoot all my stuff in Vegas. Oh. So, it's nice to meet you, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. Okay. Thank you. Can I tell yours one more time your Twitter? My Twitter is Brooklyn underscore Chase. All right, everybody, Glenn King here with one of my favorite people in the business because she's one of the most interesting. Actually, I called her the other day on Twitter, the most interesting person in the world, the great Leia Falcon, the queen of cosplay, uh, uh, Harley Quinn. She's known by many names. Uh, okay, so you are dressed today. Uh, this is a Harley Quinn. Arkham Asylum. Harley Arkham Asylum. Okay. From the video game. From the video game. First thing i got to ask you, of course, is about the new movie. I've been seeing the commercials for this. Is this going to be good or bad? It's going to be amazing, especially because she leaves Joker and goes with all the ladies. Great. Okay. Um, so you have really used that persona to bring um, essentially fan fiction into the world of porn, right? You've done a bunch of videos as Harley Quinn. Pretty much every video I've ever done is of Harley Quinn, even before I discovered her and started dressing like her. Like, if you watch them and you see my personality, same thing. Right. So that's why I'm always like her. 
dress like her because I can relate to her so much. All right, everybody, Glenn King with another interview here for the Mature Audiences Mayhem podcast. Uh, you can hear some music in the background. This place is hopping here, and we're at the booth of uh, Elevated X. Elevated X is content management software, uh, which has really sort of changed the industry. And we're with the uh, the owner, the founder of the company, AJ Hall. Hi, AJ. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Um, thank you for coming on. It's great to talk to you uh, because I uh, I just did a seminar for um, uh, porn performers the other day on how they can make their own content and how they can make money off their own content. And many of them are trying out all the various models that are available to them for distribution, uh, you know, like producing their own clips and then just going with clip stores and whatever. But once they've accumulated a pretty good pile of content, they really need a way to be able to put it all in one place and let people access it. But most of them don't have the, the technology know-how to be able to set up their own website. That's where you come in. Yeah, that is where we come in. And I've been doing this 20 years. I got into the business in, in the early 2000s and started this company in 2006. And we power a lot of the larger studios and, and content producers and, and have a lot of up-and-coming independent producers and startups. And a lot of people don't realize that you can do it yourself. And the platforms are fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of people owning their own stuff, which a lot of people right now don't. And they don't realize that when you upload stuff to a platform, Although it's a great source of traffic and revenue, at the end of the day, you're not driving people to something that you own outright 100% yourself. And not only do you keep a lot more of your money, but you're building your own brand in a way that gives you the flexibility to move it, to transition it, to grow it, to do what you want with it rather than what a platform locks you into, which is why we do power uh, really, truly the majority of the larger brands and the larger studios in the business, as well as most of the top the top performers. So probably, uh, you know, 80% of the, the A tier of this industry is, is doing that for their own official websites or some type of a marketing channel. And if you have an, uh, enough content to justify having your own entity, it's, uh, it's definitely worth doing. Uh, one of the problems that was mentioned to us in the panel the other day was the, the struggle of cross-promotion these days. Because you set up uh, your own site on, let's just say, OnlyFans. OnlyFans has rules about what you can and can't promote that may actually compete with them. Webcam websites as well uh, have rules about what you can, can and can't promote. You guys um, are a good platform for cross-promotion. In fact, before you answer, let me give you a quick example. Uh, a performer told me the other day that she has a calendar that she wants to sell, and she was told by the people that were running her little website, uh, which I you know, won't mention what platform it's on, that she was not allowed to advertise her other services because it would take customers away from paying for that thing they were providing for her. Talk about cross-promotion. Yeah, and that's a big problem. I mean, things that we see that people are, that people are doing and that, and that some of the, the pitfalls of the platforms is cross-promotion, as you just said, but also traffic leaks. For example, if you, you, know, you have which are, they're great. I'm not knocking many vids. I'm not knocking any of these, any of these programs. They're great sources of, of income and also of traffic, but your users are only one click away from vanishing off of your page and ending up someplace else where they're not buying from you or, as you said, there are different rules and restrictions, which is definitely a, a major benefit of doing your own thing because you have the, the freedom to really do whatever you want. So if you want to sell, I was talking to somebody, uh, you know, Lance Hart, who is, you know, huge, yeah, uh, tremendously yeah, successful yeah. and fantastic guy. He was asking yesterday, he's one of our longtime customers of Elevated X, he used Elevated X for, X for his sites, was talking about wanting to sell banner ad space under his videos in his members area. And I said, oh, yeah, you can absolutely do that. So being able to facilitate those kind of things, whether it's trading 
member, you know, trading content, trading traffic with other sites, uh, promoting other products, promoting, uh, you know, anything you wanted to sell, toys, your own merchandise, or other services. If you want to have have a spot where you're promoting cam shows on another network, on your own website, you can do that because it's yours and you own it. Nobody can tell you what to do. One more thing I'll ask you about. Uh, for, all, for new performers who are just starting to make their own content, many of them haven't thought about the difficulties of keeping 2257 records, which is very important. You talk about how that uh, plays out in your system. Yeah, I mean, we, we do, we don't, we're not a uh, 2257 manager ourselves, but the software does have a record keeping plugin that's part of it. It's all part of the part of the setup and has been for a long time since that first came down. Uh, I unfortunately was in the business when that went into effect and everybody was panicking and we had attorneys on retainer and it became a huge thing. So I walked into a martial arts studio that very day. Uh, and so I, I need to be prepared in case I end up in jail today. <laughs> uh, and I went on to take 10 years of martial arts lessons, uh, so it's a good thing. But continue. Please. Yeah, so so we do have that system that cross-links everything. It, it, it prints a record of every URL where content appears for each model, allows you to upload digital releases. It stores them on a higher level on a web server where they're not accessible to the public and that kind of thing. But if you did get an audit, God forbid, you know, we knock on wood, right? Uh, you know, you would you would be set up to do that and have everything accessible in the way it needs to be. Okay, so if a performer wants to get started with Elevated X, where do they go? They can go to elevatedx.com. Uh, find us on Twitter, Elevated X. Uh, find us on you know Skype, Elevated X, uh, and we're happy to help answer questions. And if it's not a fit, I also have a long history of public speaking, uh, writing for all the, all the major magazines, you know, and. I'm happy to answer questions and help people out, even if our software is not a fit. Uh, want to see people succeed, whether it's with us or on their own, and just build relationships and move business forward. What's the entry level price here for a, a new performer well, who's just getting started? We do things a couple different ways. One is uh, we actually license software outright for $1.99 a month, which would allow someone to decide what payment processor and what web hosts and what components to use. We also have a bundled percentage deal because that seems to be popular nowadays, and uh, yeah. platforms are doing where. Uh, depending on sales volume, uh, performers would would keep 80-85% of their gross sales. So that's total sales, not not after fees, but that's 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 it. And there's no fees, there's no startup cost, there's no upfront cost. That's amazing, yeah. actually. Yeah, fantastic. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much, AJ Hall from Elevated X. Again, go to Elevated X on Twitter or ElevatedX.com. That's E-L-E-V-A-T-E-D-X.com. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, AJ. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up part one of our AVN interview special here on the Mature Audiences Mayhem podcast. Once again, I'll remind people that we need your support. We need subscribers. We need you to tell your friends about us. Uh, if you just tuned in to listen to Matress Madeline or Avery Black or any of the stars that we interviewed here, we would encourage you and appreciate it if you would hit the subscribe button. And that's whether we're on uh, iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or all of the other places where you get podcasts. Hit the subscribe button and hit that button that says uh, five stars. Uh, for your review and then drop us a line on there and say something like this is the greatest podcast that we've heard we're starting out uh, the year we're, we're, we're sort of shuffling through we're going to get some new sponsors on the show and we're going to branch off in some different directions in terms of going out and getting some more wrestlers I've got all kinds of great stuff to tell you about from my uh, my wrestling weekends last week that was the week after the AVN show I think 
But do take the time to give us a great review. And don't forget to tune in next week. We've got uh, Kiara Cole, Leah Falcon, Liv Revant, Hallie Hayes, and many more as we do the second part of our AVN Interview Special.